Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. We're going beast mode on Transformers. Is Blue Beetle getting ready to strike first? Is Aladdin coming to Star Wars? And is the pipe bomb about to drop? By the power of tacos! It's distance nerding. You are now listening to Distance Nerding. And I'm not Bougie Bird. That is correct. And I am Young Phil. Oh, wait, you're right. You are Young Phil. Yeah, and you are who? Oh, I'm Jamez5000. And we're here to nerd together. Look, he actually did it right this time, guys. There it is. Yeah. We're talking about anything pop culture, movies, music, food, wrestling, whatever you're nerding out on, we want to talk about it. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, everything at Distance Nerding. In this special segment, Second episode, we've got starting rumors. We got a multiverse-sized bag of rumors. Don't cross the streams. What to stream and where to stream it. And the breakdown. Motu for you two or me too. We're talking Masters of the Universe Revelation. I don't know where to get in their nose, but I'm not mad if tonight it comes through. Oh, let's got some rumors. I was got some rumors with you. First rumor of the day, of course it's an MCU rumor, but in an interview about Suicide Squad, Idris Elba was asked if he's done with Marvel and exclusively a DC hero actor now. And he kind of scooted around the fact that like Hemdale died, right? right? In Endgame. Right. So Endgame or Infinity War? It was Infinity War. Infinity War. Right. right. And instead like he may not be done with MCU. See, I hope Heimdall's back because I love that character. But he died, right? Like he was dead. Yeah. I mean, because I understand where people would be upset. Uh-huh. if Idris Elba came back because that would just basically mean that his sacrifice meant nothing. Right. Right. You know, that he sacrificed himself in order to save the Hulk. Mm-hmm. So I I would understand where people would be upset with that. But I mean, we're messing with time as it is. Yes, exactly. So, I'm like, nobody's really dead now or staying dead. I mean, it's a comic book movie. You get you have to yeah. realize that in comics, nobody stays dead. Right. Exactly. The only, exactly. Not, not even the person who was supposed to stay dead stayed dead. And what I'm talking about is Jason Todd. That's a good point. Because Jason Todd was supposed to be dead and now he's red hood so i mean like but check this out so i think we talked about this maybe we talked about it off air but elba was spotted with taika waititi in australia right do you think he's in thor love and thunder he might somehow be, man he I, might be I, I don't know what are the chances is that a yay or a nay from you dude i think that he may be in a flashback and i'm gonna say yay so i was actually thinking the same thing that he might be in a flashback especially considering that the rumors have been that thor is dealing with his depression mm-hmm. so he's probably gonna think back on on the good times with Heimdall. Exactly. Being that Heimdall was his best friend. So So I think he may have a bit part, but they're just not talking about it, especially with Suicide Squad, you know, being the big push right now. He probably said, hey, I can't talk about this. You know, maybe we talk about it when Thor Love and Thunder is going to come out, but right now we're not going to talk about it. Right. Thor Brothers, 
Alright, more MCU rumors. So, Moon Knight and She-Hulk are getting closer to wrapping up, like, principal photography. I so, didn't even know Moon Knight was filming already. Right? So, earlier this month, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, started to roll cameras. And Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, is entering into principal photography. And now, Secret Invasion is about to start filming, like, next month. Right. It's crazy how fast we're getting into all this MCU, like, Phase 4 stuff. Yeah, and I mean, just, we're, we're getting ready for all this man i can't wait for secret invasion like secret invasion i'm hoping that they kind of redeem the comic storyline especially mm-hmm. now that they have the rights to super scroll and that now they can do like a proper secret invasion like i want to see what they're gonna do with that because you make the scrolls good guys and then you announce you're doing a secret invasion what's good to me is that you're again you're you're making an entire race not a monolith mm-hmm. right you're making it like a rogue faction or maybe the scrolls that are helping you are a rogue faction and maybe the entire race has become a conquering race and they want to conquer mankind. Right. So we'll, we shall see what happens. What I was getting at with all this is that, so Secret Invasion is going to wrap sometime in like December, but like look at this slate that's coming up. Right. You know, we've gotten, we talked about Guardians, we talked about Thor, all like the big tent poles of the MCU. Right. But now it's Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Secret Invasion, you know, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which really wasn't a huge a huge tent pole for the MCU. Mm-hmm. But like this whole next phase or the rest of phase four is going to be completely new. Yeah. Right. And it's all coming so fast that, you know, Secret Invasion hasn't even started filming, but it's probably going to wrap by December. Yeah. And I mean, leading into this, I, this is just a thought that was in my head. Right. But Blade is probably going to start getting casting and, mm-hmm. and filming pretty soon. And I was thinking there's one thing in the new Blade series that I want from the old series. And that's not Wesley Snipes. I mean, that would be nice. But no, no, it's not Wesley Snipes. You know what I want? I still want it to circle around underground Ray Vulture. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that would be cool. Yeah, why not? Right. I'm okay with that. You know, you really should be kinder to your neighbors. Never know when you're going to need to borrow some sugar. And I got more MCU stuff. So, of course, Lego loves to spoil. Spoilers always. So, the latest trailer showed, like, or the latest what-if trailer, it kind of showed Spider-Man fighting Scarlet Witch, and it kind of hinted that Spider-Man may be fighting, like, Marvel zombies in what-if. Okay. So, why this relates back to Lego is the Spider-Man, like, minifig has been labeled Zombie Hunter Spider-Man. Ooh, okay. So, so we're going to be seeing Spider-Man in, in, in Marvel Zombies then. Yeah, and we already saw, like, Buck. Barnes fighting Captain America fighting like zombie cap right right so maybe it's like a weird team up of I'm be down with like Marvel zombies I'm kind of into this I think that should be its own show man yeah I mean Marvel zombies was such a good comic book like I can see them Mm -hmm. doing their own show with that yeah speaking of that so we talked about Marvel zombies DC deceased oh yeah that would make an amazing animated show I'm sure they're gonna do it at some point dude it, it is so dark yeah DC is really good about taking really good comics and turning them into to animation so I've never seen Spider-Man referred to as like a zombie hunter. Was it like that in Marvel Zombies? I don't remember Zombie Hunter Spider-Man, but I mean, I might have missed that. I'd have to go back and take a look, but I guess he's going to be hunting zombies. He's got a cape on like Doctor Strange. It's going to be kind of interesting. Spider-Man doesn't wear capes. Wears capes in this. You should go check out the minifig. And it's a no on the cape. I think it's cool. Take that off. It's disrespectful. <laughs> Spider-Man doesn't wear a cape. 
All right, next MCU rumor revolves around Doctor Strange and Namor. Ooh, so the Submariner. Okay. Exactly. So this is a reach, and I may need some of your help on it. Okay. But I guess like a British casting agency announced that Yennefer Molina, an actor that appeared in Pokemon, Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu popping up everywhere. I know, right? I love it. Has been cast in Doctor Strange 2. And I guess she's listed as Gargantos? Really? So Gargantos is a character that Namor kind of fights. I mean, Namor is all over the place when it comes to like his allegiances right so like you know he's primarily known as kind of an anti-hero but also like he's a villain the majority of the time he's actually introduced as a villain he's he's very much a i fight for myself kind of thing yeah right yeah. but one of the main characters when, when you start getting into his comic line like his nemesis like like a person he fights on a regular basis is gargantos so i don't know that's interesting yeah and i guess gargantos doesn't have very many references in marvel comics besides fighting namor yeah like why would they announce that this person, Yennefer Molina, is playing Gargantos. Right. And like, why bring in such a specific Namor character? Exactly. If you're not going to be bringing in Namor. Now, the thing is, is that that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to bring in Namor. It could be that they are bringing in Gargantos so that they can bring in Namor later on. You're like bringing in characters within that character's kind of like, you know, universe. Um, Because I, I'm still kind of on the fence that they're going to be introducing Namor in Wakanda Forever. Yeah, I think they will. Yeah. So what I think is that if or they're introducing to it right and what i th- i think that's what gargantos is going to be is a hint to namor so that way people are like oh man we know she exists and maybe something happens where she ends up in wakanda or something like that and that is like the seed planned for for namor i can see that happening because i okay. think namor is going to be a villain in wakanda forever okay so gargantos in doctor strange 2 yes no i it makes sense because if they, if it's from a casting agent like a casting agency uh-huh. and they were casting gargantos to begin with yeah i i, I think it's going to happen yeah Anything that happens with Marvel, I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, any rumor, yes, it's going to happen. Because it makes sense. Yeah. Like three Spider-Men in one movie, yes, it's mm-hmm. going to happen. I am Mr. Nimbus. All right, this next one, we're going to switch. DC, you're going to love this one. Blue Beetle News. So check this out. So they already announced that DC is making a Blue Beetle movie for HBO Max. Yeah, I when I just read this right now, I just got really excited. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody gets as excited as I am right now mm-hmm. when you say who, who so, this casting is. Zolo... Mariduena. Mariduena. That's what I said. Mariduena has is being rumored to be casted as Jaime Reyes. Yeah. The Blue Beetle. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you guys don't know who Polo Mariduena is, is, he's the dude that plays Miguel Diaz in Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Oh, he is perfect casting. That I is, swear. That is so good. He is like the Tom Holland of like Latinx people. Well, because the, <laughs> so is, is, the thing is, the thing is, if you look at the way he plays Miguel, right? Like he mm-hmm. is, he can be dark. He can be comedic. He can be funny. And that's exactly what you need for Jaime Reyes because mm-hmm. you have to have like the quippy, funny, you know, jokey guy when he's Jaime, right? But when he kind of gets taken over by the Blue Beetle, you need that kind of like dark, you know, kind of just reaching for the darkness, mm-hmm. right? And hopefully they do the same thing they did with Tom Hardy where he voices the Beetle mm-hmm. because, you know, Tom Hardy actually voiced Venom, right? Got it. So like where he like does the voice of the Beetle and it's like the voice in his head, right? And it's the dark version of himself, right? I um, I'm, I'm super excited for this just be, not not only because of the Latino superhero we're getting but just the casting because I love the way he takes Miguel Diaz and just kind of like he goes from being like this kid this like awkward weird kid to being just like this tough hard ass yeah you know and and you you just see the range of that character I, I'm, I'm excited yeah I totally agree with you because I was thinking back to Cobra Kai and like you could see throughout the show that Miguel Diaz is kind of wrestling with who he is right you know and who he wants to be but you know at the end he's like 
like a wholesome kid. Yeah. Right. But he's going through all these different life changes. So, right. and you know, especially tragic changes. Yeah. So yeah. it's, you almost see him like wrestling with various feelings and various thoughts in his head right. throughout the show. So imagine that being Blue Beetle in yeah. his head. Yeah. Yeah. And imagine him putting on a little bit of muscle too. Like, you know, cause right. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a smaller kid, but I mean, you can see, you know, all the way going up through season three, he's getting a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. Like yeah. imagine him putting on muscle to be Jaime Reyes. Mm-hmm. That'd be so dope, dude. Yeah. So I, I knew you were going to like that one. Yeah. No. Um, as far as do I think it's happening? Don't know if it's happening, but I hope it does because he, that's, that's kind of like the, the dream casting for, for Jaime Reyes right there. Yeah. I'm going to say it's happening. Mm-hmm. I think, I think he's an up and coming guy and I, yeah. I think HBO is going to pull the trigger. They're like, well, people already know him. Yeah. Why not pull him? I think the- he killed it in Cobra Kai. I think yeah. he's going to kill it as Blue Beetle if they, if they make him Blue Beetle. Yeah, totally. And instead I get the knockoff version of the Blue Beetle. Knockoff? I prefer to think of myself as a reimagined hero for a new generation. Speaking of good casting, the next one, ready? Oh, yeah. I think we kind of talked about this, but we're getting more and more like confirmation or right. getting closer to this actually happening where Lars Mikkelsen and Manu Masood are reportedly being confirmed for Grand Admiral Thrawn and Ezra Bridger in right. Star Wars. Yeah, again, so Manu Masood, we've been seeing this for, for, for months. Like he's mm-hmm. been kind of like campaigning for the role and, you know, pretty much everybody's been saying that it's it's uh it makes sense he looks like ezra bridger as it is right great actor i mean he killed it as Aladdin. right i, I think menemasud would be great casting as ezra bridger i think he, he he would bring a lot to that role lars mickelson why not <laughs> right he already voices grand admiral thrawn in everything that we see thrawn in i was gonna say like we know he can play the character yeah he's a good actor he's young enough i mean you know you all you have to do is put blue paint on his face he's a skinny dude too so i mean mm-hmm. he he fits the the body type for Grand Admiral Thrawn. I don't know how tall Lars Mikkelsen is. Yeah. But I don't know how much that actually matters to right. this character. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I'm i okay with this. I'm actually, I'm really happy with this because I love it when like voice actors get to actually play the roles in live action. Yeah. I mean, I mean look, look at the Mandalorian, Bo-Katan. Oh, yeah. That's a perfect example. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Because she voiced the character in, in the shows and then she got to play the character on screen mm-hmm. and, and it worked out perfectly. Mm-hmm. That's right up a Dave Filoni move. Oh, yeah. To do that. I mean, look, even did it with John Favreau. Yeah. So why not? It's kind of funny because John Favreau plays those characters in in the cartoons and then plays a descendant of those characters yeah. in costume. Yeah. It, I think that's really cool. And so the also the rumor is that they're going to appear in the Ahsoka series, which makes right. a ton of sense. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, that's where we left off was Ahsoka kind of just disappearing into the void, chasing Ezra as Ezra was chasing Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. Well, and I've also heard rumors about Lars and Mana showing up in The Mandalorian. I think that's more rumor. Mm-hmm. I think them showing up in the Ahsoka series makes a ton more sense. But that's the thing. So I, I've seen more about Mena than I have about Lars. Mm-hmm. And Mena Masood, like there's rumors that they're starting to get ready to wrap principal for Mandalorian 3. And people have said that they've spotted Mena on set wearing the iconic yellow jacket that, that Ezra wears in Rebels. That would be dope. I'm, yeah. I'm down with that. So I, mean, I think it's happening. Yeah, I think it's happening too. Get me a taco. Gonna happen. I will start my operations here and pull the rebels apart piece by piece they'll be the architects of their own destruction 
All right, we're staying in Disney, but kind of switching universes. So Lakeith Stanfield and Tiffany Haddish are in talks to star in a new Haunted Mansion movie. I just hope that it's <laughs> not a second Eddie Murphy movie. That Eddie Murphy movie was terrible. There's no way they're going to revisit that. No, because remember, Eddie Murphy had two kids in that movie, a boy and a girl. <gasps> so this movie could potentially be a the kids grow up and go back to the mansion and are played by Lakeith Stanfield and Tiffany Haddish. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. I, I don't want that to happen. I want this to be a, an, its own thing. I was thinking there's no way they're going back to this Eddie Murphy, but that would in a weird way make sense. Yeah, I, I just, I don't want that to be what they do. I was thinking about, there's like no way Disney goes back to that. And I just noticed like the other day, Haunted Mansion is on Disney Plus. The Eddie Murphy film. <laughs> be so bad. That would be a weird way to link that up. But this is the thing. So you were saying you, you haven't seen Jungle Cruise yet. No, I haven't. So remember like a couple months ago we were talking about how disney wanted to create like almost a disney universe right with the society of explorers and adventurers right 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 and they would link up like various rides like the theme park rides and stories behind them into one universe so like the matterhorn jungle cruise haunted mansion i think they said big thunder mountain railroad as well but like those kind of which means thunder mountain railroad and the matterhorn are going to get a movie pretty soon <laughs> right i'm surprised they haven't made a matterhorn movie i know but they were trying to link all those up and they were going to do it via this society of explorers and adventurers right which they put into the new jungle cruise movie right so maybe they're gonna find a way to like link all these movies up including the eddie murphy version oh i hope they don't i really hope they don't that would be so funny because i would think that the haunted mansion was like owned by one of the explorers or something like that yeah right kind of like if you if you look at the haunted mansion in shanghai mm -hmm. that's one of the stories that they have is that it was like owned by an eccentric explorer right so like take that storyline and and add that in because that would make sense for their storylines. Interesting. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting. We, <laughs> I, just, I just don't want it to be if anything they, related to that if, first movie. If they find a way to like backdoor this Eddie Murphy film in into like modern times, like uh, that would I would be impressed. It's just like Disney is just like we can't just not acknowledge that we made this movie. So let's find a way to add it into our universe, but let's make it make sense. Yeah, let's lean into it and <laughs> see what happens. Okay. All right. <laughs> Last rumor, we got a wrestling rumor. Yeah. So lots going on in wrestling these days with WWE letting people go. Where are they going to end up? We're seeing different wrestlers and different promotions. Right. We got a throwback. So the latest rumor is CM Punk may be coming to AEW. Well, I mean, didn't they confirm that he, he signed a contract with the AEW? So nothing has been confirmed at okay. all. If anything, he's had contracts with WWE. Remember? I mean, it's been since like 2014 since he wrestled. But he's been like commentating, doing the kind of after show stuff. Now that's not for WWE though. That's for Fox. Right. So that was the kind of workaround on that is that he came back to, to, to be a commenter on a Fox Sports for WWE. Right. So he works for Fox, but not directly for WWE. You know, so that's the thing is that he has that kind of like loose ties with WWE, but mm -hmm. not anything mm -hmm. where he's directly tied into WWE. But the rumor right now is he's in serious negotiations with AEW. Right. Right. And by the way.
way, AEW has an event coming to Chicago, which CM is Punk's his home. hometown. His hometown. Right. And it's like, they're a big one. They're all out pay-per-view in September. Right. That's right around the corner. All these rumors with CM Punk. A lot of the wrestlers that were let go in, in WWE, their no-compete clause is going to be up in September. Dude, this, I might have to get all out. Because this would be a place, like, all out that the name suggests. Right. Where they would just get all these wrestlers that mm-hmm. are, you know, off their no-competes that signed contracts with them. I mean, like, we know Daniel Bryan is going to AEW. It's happening, right? Right. Still a rumor, but yes. Uh, they confirmed that contract. Like, he has a contract because he's also, like, uh, in that contract, he also gets to go to other promotions. Mm-hmm. So he gets to go to New Japan. He gets to go fight with Impact and things like that. And that's one of the things that he wanted to do with WWE that they wouldn't let him do, mm-hmm. is that he gets to go to all the different promotions and wrestle with different promotions. That was one of the things that they had to promise him in order to sign that contract. Right, right, right. You know, By so. the way, about that, I think he's the one to dethrone Kenny Omega. Because Kenny you Omega's, so? you know, the, the collector right now. Yeah, he's, he's got that, that four guy, different belts. That guy owns Impact right now. Yeah, so that's what I, I think he's going to be the one yeah. to, like, take the belts away from the collector. Anyway, CM Punk, AEW. Do you think he's going to wrestle, though? It's been seven years. Uh, I mean, he's been in a mediocre MMA fighter, so, I mean, he could still wrestle. You think so? I think so. I hope he comes back, and I hope he's... I hope he comes back strong and not being, like, a shell of himself. Like, I am a shell of myself right now. Right, 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 right. Just terrible version of yourself. Exactly, right? Like, I took two weeks off, and he's taken seven years? Come on. Yeah, did you hear the rumors that Brock Lesnar might be going to AEW? <laughs> Get out of here. No, there is no way. I really hope not, because he's terrible. There is no way they would let him go. Yeah. WWE would never let Brock Lesnar go. they bring him back and give him millions of dollars to just show up yeah. and wrestle for five minutes. Yeah. He's such a draw still, so no. no. Anyway, CM Punk, yes? No? What do you think? Oh, yeah, CM, for sure. CM Punk, for sure, is showing up at all, all out. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't have a no-compete. Good point. His whole thing is just, when's the right time to do it in my hometown? Ex- and the pop he's going to get in oh front of a God. live audience? That pop is going to be ridiculous. And Chicago loves him. Oh, yeah. That's all I got. I can go off 10 different ways on other wrestling rumors, but that's all I got right now. Well, to all of our nerdy friends, it's time to bring back our favorite segment of all time. Don't cross the streams! Don't cross the streams. All right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. Let's see what we have as far as recommendations. What are the things that we're watching that we want everybody else to check out? There is a ton to watch right now, but I have a couple good choices. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything you recommend? Let's start with like Disney Plus. Like what do you recommend on Disney Plus right now? So the first thing that I would probably recommend on Disney Plus specifically is going to be Behind the Attraction. Yeah, that is the new documentary series, right? Right. Produced by Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his production company and his ex-wife and everybody there. Danny Garcia. Danny Garcia. Seven Bucks Productions. Seven Bucks Productions. The first episode of that is on Jungle Cruise and they do have a couple of like, you know, references to them making the Jungle Cruise. But Mm -hmm. everything else is about kind of different rides that they have in the park and the history and how they were built and everything like that. It's it's great because we're gonna have a recommendation later. But like, if you like the that made us documentaries on Netflix, you're gonna love Behind the Attraction. Oh, it's like, the same like the movies that made us, yeah, and, and the toys, the toys that, that made us, made us yeah. and all that stuff. Behind the Attraction has like the same kind of comedy timing. I did notice that in yeah. the very beginning. Yeah, and and they have the same kind of like you know just like drop jokes and stuff. But I mean, like it was really well well done. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. I will give it as a rating ten churros. Ten churros out of how many churros? Ten churros 
arrows out of 10 Disney passes. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. No, I, I caught the first Fast episode. Passes. I caught the first one and I really liked it. I, I can't wait to watch the rest of it. Right. So you said Jungle Cruise, right? Right. What was the next one? Like Haunted Mansion? I know it was Jungle Cruise, Haunted Mansion. Let's see. Star Tours was on there. The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Oh, that one's And Space Mountain. That one sounds interesting. Yeah, dude, the Space Mountain one was really interesting because Space really? Mountain is one of my favorite rides. And what's cool is they go, it's not just Disneyland. They go like to all the parks. Oh, cool. And they talk about like the different iterations at every park. Because mm-hmm. I know you mentioned like Haunted Mansion in Shanghai. Shanghai. Mm-hmm. And it's completely different. Oh, it's, it's really different. Is the way they, the culture, the way they treat, yeah. you know, ghosts and whatnot. So it's completely different. Yeah. Right. I, I kind of want to check It's more out. magic than it is yes. ghosts. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's exactly. pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to finish that one. I got one for you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of behind the attraction and Seven Bucks Productions, Jungle Cruise. Okay. How was that? I'm going to say, ready? This is Disney Plus Premier Access. Right. It's 30 bucks out of your pocket on top of already paying however much you pay for it on mm. a monthly basis. I'm going to say, this is worth it. It's worth it. I love this movie. I had a good time. Nice. It's one of those good summer blockbuster adventures where it's like, you're just going to eat popcorn, have fun. You don't know where it's going to go. You think you know where it's going to go, but then it goes somewhere else. Plus, it's got The Rock, got yeah. Emily Blunt. Lots of good, like, kind of buddy comedy between the two. Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Like, even the reviews have all been, like, really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm interested in watching it. I kind of want to go see it in theaters. Go see it in theaters. That's that's cool, too. Yeah. So how many skipper jokes do you give this? I give it eight backside of waters. Out of out 10 of, skipper jokes? Out of 10 skipper jokes. Okay. I really liked it. I had a good time. I had a good time. And, you know, you could tell they're going to build up for something else. Like right. Jungle Cruise 2 or expanding it even more. So right. I dig it. Like, the jokes are funny. The cast was really good. I didn't even know Paul Giamatti was in it. Oh, God. You know, um, was he a, a giant rhino? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I will say this, though. If you liked the first Pirates of the Caribbean, okay, like that type of adventure, you're going to love Jungle Cruise. Okay. I'm even more excited to watch it now. It's got all the jokes of Jungle Cruise, and they make fun of the jokes in Jungle Cruise, which is great. So, like, the 20 minutes of us doing skipper jokes back and forth to each yeah, other? Yeah. They were basically doing that in this movie? Yeah. It's it's so funny, like, the way they treat The Rock, because he's the skipper. Right. You know, and, and when he says a joke and everybody just looks at him, it's so great. He's just like, that, that was funny, guys. It, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, it's it's fun. I watched it with my kids. It was really good. I had a good time watching it. So go check out Jungle Cruise. Right. Apparently, and just kind of linking the two things that we've suggested together, uh, apparently Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson, like, infiltrated a Disney park, mm-hmm. and they actually skippered one of the ships. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> and was, I'm like, I want that. I want to I want to be on the Jungle Cruise when the rock skippers the boat. How incredible would that be if you're like, I'm just going to ride this ride and then it's the rock. Yeah. And Emily Blunt. Just skippering the boat together. Yeah. So they were, I think they were at Disneyland because they did the premiere at Disneyland. Right. So they took over one of the boats and did it there. But what was fun about the video is that, so they had Emily Blunt and Dwayne the Rock Johnson as the skippers. Right. But then the third cast member, Jack Whitehall, was right. in their ear. Right, right. Feeding them lines. Right. So like it was so funny. Like they had they had a rule, like you have to say whatever Jack Whitehall tells you to say. Right. So it was them making fun of each other, making fun of themselves, making fun of the other movies and other things that they've been in. I, I imagine the rock, because just his sense of humor yeah. was just making fun of himself the entire time because Jack Whitehall was telling them to do it. Yeah, it was so good. You should watch it. You should watch it. Yeah. I recommend that. I'm gonna add that to the list of what to stream. I don't know where to stream it. Maybe YouTube. Who knows? YouTube. Yeah, but go check out that. You know, one other Disney Plus show that I haven't watched yet, but is super intriguing, is Short Circuit. Like Short Circuit, the movie from the 80s? Like Donnie Five is Alive? Right. No, not that one. Oh, okay. It's a series on Disney Plus called Short.
short circuit where it's a bunch of like animated short. Okay, is it like Pixar animated stuff or well, is you it know Disney? What's, what's interesting, they don't put it as Pixar. They call it short circuit like experimental films. So this is maybe like short films and they may be pushing the boundaries of either storytelling or animation. Interesting. So it, it's kind of interesting that it's under the Disney label, but it's definitely not Pixar because, you know, Pixar is about telling stories. Right. So this is completely different. So I think there's like one season, two seasons that's coming. Okay. But yeah, I dig that, that they're going to tell all these like little stories through Disney Plus. Right. Kind of cool. I would give it a rating, but you haven't watched it yet. So I have no idea what rating I'd give it. It looks interesting though. I'm a sucker for short animations. Like I, we talked about it before, but like that short Disney holiday animation, Lola. Oh, the, the Lola. Yeah. That's like uh, inspired by like, you know, a Filipino family mm-hmm. where they're like how Mickey relates, you know, on a generational level between right. like a grandmother and, and her granddaughter. Uh, had me crying. Right. I'm all for it. You got me, Disney. So moving on to our next streaming service. Let's go. Uh, let's go to Apple TV Plus. You know, I could have gotten Apple TV Plus like a year and a half ago, but I never did. But then I got a new iPhone and they're like, hey, here's Apple TV Plus for a year. That's how I got mine. Yeah. I'm like, ah, all right. And I sat on it for like two months, three months and didn't do anything with it. And then I think, I think our buddy Ray DeLeon said, go check out Ted Lasso. Mm -hmm. So I went and checked out Ted Lasso and I loved it. Have you, you haven't watched anything? I haven't watched it yet. It's it's on my list of things to watch. You know what's funny? I didn't get hooked right away, but like as I started watching it more, it started to grow on me. And I totally fell in love with this show. You know, a Ted Lasso about a American football coach who actually the whole gimmick started as like a skit on Saturday Night Live. Really? Yeah. So again, starring Jason Sudeikis. Right. As Ted Lasso. American Basically f- the guy who punched Grogu. Yeah. Oh, that's not. <laughs> but American football coach goes to England to coach a football soccer club, right? Think about how like Major League, remember the movie Major League? Yeah. yeah. And and like they wanted to tank the team. Right. By, you know, bringing in all these crappy players. Right, right, right. Same sort of deal they bring in an American football coach to coach a soccer club. Right. Same sort of deal. But instead, you know, things get turned around. Everybody starts, you know, relating with each other. It's such a good, like, person-to-person story. Interesting. And it's funny how, like, you get sucked into, like, the, the storylines of it all and all the different characters. But then all of a sudden, there's, like, some weird, like, Saturday Night Live joke that just pops up out of nowhere. You're like, what? <laughs> what? Where did that come from? You know, it's, like, total, like, heartfelt, you know, emotional moment. And then all of a sudden, it's a weird, like, joke that, you know, kind of throws things off. So, I, I really like it. So how many soccer soccer balls out of mustaches do you give this i give this eight and a half soccer balls out of 10 pints of guinness okay sound good sounds good sounds good you got anything else on apple tv plus yeah you know what speaking of saturday night live i'm also watching i think i'm gonna say it right schmigadoon schmigadoon yeah schmigadoon okay so i've seen the trailer for this i haven't again i haven't watched it yet uh-huh tell me more about schmigadoon it's it stars cicely strong okay who from saturday night live right as soon as you see her, you're gonna be like oh saturday night live got it and like Keegan-Michael Key right. is in it. So they play a couple and they get stuck in a musical. Like, think, oh my God. Think Oklahoma type <laughs> musical. Like they have no idea why they're there. Yes. That's awesome. And and it's them being like, are, are you guys really going to do this? What What's happening? You know, it's, it's, it's and they just Mike. like break into song yeah, and they're like, probably just like, what, what the hell is happening oh, we're gonna right do, now? We're going to do this again? You know, and things like that. <laughs> That's freaking hilarious. Okay, I need to watch this. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's really funny. I'm trying to think who else was in it. Oh, man. I think Kristen Chenoweth is in it. Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen? It? Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw Martin Short. Is Fred Armisen doing drum solos? Not that I've seen so far. He's playing a priest. Okay. He's got a long running joke on the late night show where he does like the but um tss. 
Yeah. Yeah. And they're just like, Fred, where's Fred Armisen at? Yeah, he's not here today. Who's going to but um tiss me? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, he's out there filming Schmigadoon. Oh, man, that's funny. Dove Cameron's in that. Oh, they she, got all kinds of people in this. Yeah, she was in Descendants. Yeah, right, 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 right. Alan Cummings. Or nice. Alan Cummings is in it. So there are a ton of, ton of big name actors are in this. Oh, I need and to And it's watch really this. funny. It's, it's So basically, it's like a musical that makes fun of musicals. Yeah, it just started. I think there are only like three episodes in. Okay. I need to, I need to get in on this. Yeah. And it's only like half hour long. You know, it's silly. But it, again, it's a little heartwarming where it's like you get all this craziness going on, but there's also like this falling apart relationship happening. Okay. And they got to figure out how or what to do with this and how to get out of this musical because they're stuck in it. Right. So it, it's pretty cool. I like it. Let's move on to HBO Max. I mean, there's probably this little movie coming out, some indie film. It's a small little indie film, just like nobody's heard of. Yeah, I'm super excited. So Suicide Squad comes out this week. Right. Everybody's been talking about it. Everybody's been raving about it. Are you excited for this? Oh, all the reviews. So, I mean, I was already excited for it because I knew James Gunn was going to kill this, mm-hmm. right? And the trailers made me even more excited for it. But now, like, it's, it's certified fresh. And now, like, all the reviews are basically saying that it is the funniest thing that's out there and that James Gunn killed killed it i'm like even more excited to watch it i'm definitely gonna watch it in theaters i'm also gonna watch it with no pants on in my living room i mean you kind of have to it's you're already paying for hbo max yeah but i mean i'm gonna give them double money like basically like hey uh, i pay for hbo max i'm gonna watch it for free but i'm also gonna give you more money and go watch it in the theaters i'm probably gonna watch it more than once in the theater potentially yeah might as well that popcorn is delicious i saw star wars seven times Mm -hmm. in theaters i wouldn't put it past myself to go watch if, if it's that good for me to go watch this multiple times yeah i'm excited for suicide squad you know i did not hate the first one i wasn't a fan of the first one i you know i i liked it because it was different it, it, it was more the editing and the storyline and the plot just didn't all mesh for me mm-hmm. but i mean like again from what i'm hearing with suicide squad they said that it almost it, it's it's not really a reboot like they said they don't even acknowledge the original except that marco robbie well said. i mean like they have like a lot of actors that were in the original one mm-hmm. but it's almost as if like that movie didn't exist got it, it was just moving on yeah moving on like, I'm excited because, you know, I'm, we're big wrestling fans and John, John Cena, Cena is in it. <laughs> some of the jokes that I'm not going to mention on this sh- uh, on this show, but some of the jokes in the trailer, in the Red Man trailer. Yeah. Oh, man, they're funny. And they they're said so, they lean into those jokes a lot. So good. Like, how does he get his own spinoff series off this, like, D-list character of Peacemaker? Yeah. Like, something's got to be there. Yeah. Something's well, they're gotta they're gotta saying it's like he his character steals the show. I'm so excited for this. Yeah. And it just makes me more excited for John Cena in movies. Like, <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything about the story. Well, I do know. I do know that because they showed it in the trailer that Starro is going to be in it yeah. somehow. Yeah, yeah, and they say that he plays a big role. So, I mean. So, yeah, that, that'll be interesting. They also said it's like, very, it's very Game of Thrones. Meaning. Meaning like a lot of brother, characters. sister kissing. Yeah, exactly. No, a lot of characters that you get attached to may just randomly die. Oh, I mean, that. come on. Yeah. It's Suicide Squad. That's right. what it's about. But they said that like the, he holds no punches back. Like there are characters that you would sit there and think like they're going to get their own franchise and this character is going to be in a Batman movie or something like that and they just die. Wow. Yeah. So he said like characters that you would never expect to die because they have so much character development Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't expect them to die. So it's like I'm more excited to see this because he's going to make me care about characters in a two hour movie and kill them all. (laughs) 
I think that's part of the appeal. Yeah. Like, no way they're killing off Harley Quinn. No. I mean, they won't kill off Harley Quinn. They won't kill off Captain Boomerang. They won't mm-hmm. kill off uh, Idris Elba's character is not going to die because they already said that they're looking to put a franchise behind him. The one person I don't want to die that I'm thinking is going to die is King Shark. Who is voiced by Sylvester Stallone. Right. And I, acted by Steve Agee. Right. I don't want King Shark to die because he's such a good character. And <laughs> you see the new trailer where he, he's like, Peacemaker. And he's like, no, no, that's not me. Peacemaker. Can you put it away? Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> you know what? I think for a swerve, um, because they've already announced Peacemaker as like a series, mm-hmm. I think they're going to kill off Peacemaker in this movie. And then the spinoff is going to be like a prequel to like that how he got there. That could be a thing. Because then it's like, oh my God, nobody's safe, you know? Right. But they got, who else is in this? Like Pete Davidson's in it? I'm sure they're going to kill off Pete Davidson. Nathan Fillion? That's right. Nathan Fillion's in yeah. this too. He's the dude with like his arms detached or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Nathan Fillion, he, almost every movie that he's in with James Gunn, he dies in the first movie he's in. Yeah, exactly. There's no way some superhero with arms that detach Detachable can last an entire movie. Detachable no arm, man. Yeah, no way. You're, you're gone. You're gone. Uh, we got to move on, man. So, <laughs> so Netflix... We got a couple of things that we recommend on Netflix, and I know you haven't seen all of the things we're going to do here, but we started some of them, so we'll, we'll start with this. If you guys haven't started Transformers War on Cybertron, you have to start this series. You have to get into this. This is the end of the trilogy, so the one we're recommending is Transformers War on Cybertron Kingdom, but if you haven't watched Siege or Earthrise, you have to watch those. This series does so much with Transformers and does so much for Transformers. Mm-hmm. It, it, it takes the property seriously. You get a lot of background and kind of introductions on characters that they, they just do like they take campy characters and do do them justice oh yeah you totally, know like totally. Soundwave is amazing in this yeah but specifically getting into Kingdom they Jet brought in Jetfire was really good too oh, Jetfire was so good in this he, so, wait, hold he on. was such a good character Tra- so Transformers War on Cybertron it's a trilogy of series right so there's like I don't know how many episodes are in each series they're usually about five or six yeah I, yeah I think you're yeah. right Kingdom but, only had five episodes but there's three different series right go watch all of them right now yeah i mean it's done really well they 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 call it an anime it's not really an anime but i mean they, they that's, that's the way that they kind of advertise it you know what i like about it is that you know i'm a transformers generation one guy yeah and it's like a really good homage yeah to that original transformer series but putting a spin on things yeah i mean what they did really well was they take g1 and then they take elements like brand new elements and put them in there where they make sense and then they took beast wars so mm-hmm. that's what kingdom is is they took beast wars tied it into the series and made everything make sense it's interesting i got through the first episode yeah the way that they explain everything that's what i was gonna get yeah to. it was an explanation that you never got in beast wars at least you got the explanation in beast wars but it wasn't really clear right right right, right. so you you know you they, they talk about like they're from the future but it's also part of the past and all this other stuff and it like almost doesn't make sense yeah and the way that they explain it in kingdom it like it, it all makes sense it's like it will kind of if you understand kind of where timelines are moving but like it, they did it really well right a couple weeks ago we talked about how pissed off i was <laughs> about where beast war or the the this new rise of beasts movie yeah. that they're doing the live action the live action thing uh and they were bringing in like ron perlman to play optimus, optimus primal, primal yeah right and, and it's kind of like how like i was just like none of this makes sense this is not working anything like that if they follow the formula that war on cyber 
Cybertron did, I will be all in for this movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. They, but, but it has to follow the same formula that Kingdom did because this, the way they explained it in Kingdom made all of the sense. Right. Especially being that, because they separated the characters mm-hmm. and they separated them in a way where kind of, again, you know, in the original cartoon, the, what, what you, what you uh, think is that there's Megatron and Optimus Prime, their sparks were transferred to other bots. Right. right. And the way they did in Kingdom is their descendants of Optimus Prime and Megatron. Right. And the second Megatron, the, the, the dinosaur Megatron, just basically names himself after Megatron and takes him as a namesake. Right. Got it. So okay. he's like Megatron the second kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Optimus Primal is basically just another, he's not a prime <laughs> technically, but he's like down in the lineage of, of, of Optimus Prime. So being the leader of whatever. Right. They because are. at this point, they're no longer Autobots and, and Decepticons. They're the Maximals and the Predacons. And, and I mean, again, a lot of like the, the beats in the story and the characters and stuff like there are a lot of things that they don't explain where like if you watch the original Beast Wars cartoon then it makes sense but they also write it in a way where newcomers to the series can enjoy it which is me because I didn't watch Beast Wars yeah but this episode one like I knew kind of what Beast Wars was but like through episode one I was able to like pick pick it up I'm like oh that's where we're going okay got it right and and it obviously takes place after like at the end of of Beast Wars like kind of going into Beast Machines Mm -hmm. because the storylines have already played out at this point so you have all of the characters and all of their respective story arcs mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. kind of playing out into what happens here so I mean this, this it was really good you know so I highly recommend Transformers War on Cybertron the entire trilogy I think it's so interesting how the entire series of War on Cybertron is how they're able to link up so many different eras mm-hmm. of Transformers and make it feel like one story yeah oh but- also and this is not a spoiler for you but the end of the series uh-huh. ties into the Transformers movie which Transformers movie the original cartoon movie oh really yeah so like the 86 yeah you got to touch <laughs> right uh it ties into that you got the power and i'm hoping because they kind of ended on a cliffhanger so i'm kind of hoping they go into another series after all been said and done right sorry no you're good um but yeah so i mean that's again not to give away any of the plot line for you because i want you to watch it but oh, cool. um yeah they kind of go into some of the stuff that goes into the transformers movie uh-huh and again explaining things that they didn't really explain well in those in those series in those movies okay cool and kind of getting back into that i might have to finish that tonight yeah i hope that they get another series out of this i from what i understand this has done so well and it spawned so many toys yeah it's like revitalized transformers yeah it was so good so as a transformers fan it was great right yeah i've seen the war on cybertron like collectibles out there yeah they're awesome yeah so like i've been down at toy fusion and everybody had war on cybertron stuff yeah at the vendors you know the swap meet like it was crazy right but yeah go check this out it was really good and i'm only one episode in yeah i only got four more episodes kind of suck five sorry it's six episodes okay yeah yeah. Down. yeah all right so moving on into the next thing here we got movies that made us on netflix yeah yeah so did you watch the first season i did all right so so you know how like the that made us series works right mm-hmm. so movies that made us and the toys that made us and yeah. everything like that right so they came out with the second season and we've got pretty woman back uh, to the future uh-huh forrest gump and jurassic park all classic films yeah so these are all movies that they're doing on this second season and they're they're hilarious man they're great so like you know you have all the stuff from Jurassic Park Back to the Future stuff that you didn't really know about they really do get into the entire Michael J. Fox not being the original actor oh really do yeah. they That's because cool. Michael J. Fox they filmed the entire movie with another actor yeah and then they realized like this guy kind of sucks and he's not playing the character right and 
and they end up getting Michael J. Fox and they end up bringing uh, like Michael J. Fox comes and re- they refilm the entire movie with Michael J. Fox and they point out like there are certain scenes where you can see the original actor. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Who who was the original actor? Was that like Eric, Eric Stoltz? Er, uh, yeah, Eric Stoltz. Yeah. He was also like big in the 80s. Yeah. And that was the whole thing is they were like, okay, well, Eric Stoltz is like a, he was their second pick because Michael J. Fox was the person they wanted to play it, but he couldn't get around his schedule because he was still doing oh, uh, family ties. Uh, family ties. So they were like, we want Michael J. Fox, but his schedule is not going to work. So we can't do this. So they got Eric Stoltz. Filmed the entire movie with Eric Stoltz and they realized he's not right for this. This is wow. And it's mainly because of the way his character, like he, he portrayed the character. He made him like really serious, you know, and kind of like depressing. And they were like, no, this is not what we want. You're like, uh, let's make it a little bit more fun. And well, they, they made a deal with the producer of Family Ties and basically Fox would film Family Ties during the day and then head over to the Universal lot and do Back to the Future at night. Oh, interesting. And that's why there's so many interior scenes and that's why there's so many night scenes. I didn't even put that together. I knew he was like in it somehow. I didn't know they filmed the entire film. They filmed the majority of it. Like, wow. Yeah, and, and so they pulled Eric Stoltz out. There's a couple of scenes where you can still see Eric Stoltz is like the back of his head and stuff like that for like certain scenes when he's talking to like Doc Brown and stuff. But like, yeah, they have like, you can go and see the scenes of Eric Stoltz talking with Doc Brown and just see just that how depressing he was as an actor. Oh, they also, when Michael J. Fox got involved, they also changed his entire wardrobe. Oh yeah, to make it more like fun and lighthearted. Right, because Eric Stoltz, like he wore like a black leather jacket and just, again, like he was just really, really serious, right? And they just didn't like the way that he played the character. Right, and everybody loves a puffy, puffy vest. Yeah, and that was the whole thing is they talk about like the vest and like, you know, how that became an icon for that movie and everything. So I mean, yeah, the movies that made us, it also made me care more about Pretty Woman. Really? Yeah, because I mean, I, that what was what was one of those movies where I was like, it's good. Yeah. Everybody like raves about it, but I was like, it's good. And then watching kind of what it was and what it was supposed to be and how they changed everything and all that and, and how like the movie originally was called like 3000. Like I love you 3000? No, it was like it, it, the whole thing was supposed to revolve around $3,000, but they cut the entire sort plot line and they oh. ended up changing the name of the movie to Pretty Woman. Ah, uh, good move. Good move. It, it, it makes sense for like, if you watch it, you'll, you'll, you'll understand why they did what they did. But yeah, no, like it made me care more about Pretty Woman and I was like, ah, oh, this movie's like way cooler now. <laughs> That's cool. Because I'm this. interested in learning more about Forrest Gump. Oh, the Forrest Gump stuff was hilarious. I mean, they talk, they, they, they just basically talk about how I didn't realize Tom Hanks was a nobody before that movie. I mean, he was never a nobody. Like, because they were talking about how he was kind of like, yeah, he played in a couple of comedies and stuff like that. And he was uh-huh. just kind of like an okay, he had a couple, had like one or two hits, but he wasn't like a, like, like a household name. Oh yeah, yeah. And right. Forrest Gump basically made it to where he's, he proved that he wasn't just a comedy actor, even though there's a lot of comedy in that movie, mm-hmm. but they proved he wasn't just a comedy actor and that he's just a good actor in general. Yeah. Serious roles. And yeah. yeah. And just going into that role, you know, they just talk about like, just kind of how it made him a star. I like it. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. So last thing we're going to bring up from Netflix here, Masters of the Universe. He man. So rather than go and explain it here, why don't we uh, go into the breakdown? This week on The Breakdown, we're discussing the Master of the Universe. 
hours. One. Yeah. Boom. Oh, yeah. Same. When I had the tooth issue and all that. Yeah. When I came home, I binged Master of the Universe. Nice. I was, I was in pain, but I was enough to, like, I could pay attention to it, and I absolutely loved it. I was going to ask, what were your initial thoughts, but you just told me. Yeah, no. I lied right there. I I, I hated it. It was the, the worst <laughs> thing ever. So woke, so terrible, and it's not He-Man. It's totally not He-Man. Right. Stop okay. crying, fanboys. <laughs> Stop crying. It was absolutely amazing. I loved it. I had a good time, and, and we should preface like we've been hearing about this for a while now because we're yeah. both big Kevin Smith fans. Yeah. Not just being Kevin Smith fans, but also being Masters of the Universe fans. Right, right, right. You know, because I I don't know about you, but I watched Masters of the Universe when I was when I was uh, a wee tyke and watching this show. I mean, it, it was a really campy show. You know, it was super you, campy. Yeah. I mean, you had the, you know, moral of the week at the end of every episode and like, hey, man, how to make you a better person and stuff like that. Right. But, you know, it, it never really tied together. You know, a lot of it was episodic and it was kind of like every episode was like a new adventure with a new moral and a new story and everything right. like that. And you kind of had like a loose story that went through, what was it? It was four seasons of Masters of the Universe? I think so. It was either four or was five. I don't remember how many it was. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember watching all of them, but I don't remember them that good. Yeah, I mean, like they had a loose story, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you have, you, you understand who Skeletor is. You understand who his lackeys are. You understand what Snake Mountain is. Why Castle Grey School. Yeah is there, who the sorceress is, why He-Man is He-Man, why he's Prince Adam and everything like that. You understand the, the relationships with the characters. But for the most part, like, and, and we talked about this off mic, but like, you had characters like Orko, right. right? Who were just kind of like comic relief and were just kind of annoying as hell, right? Come into this series, Masters of the Universe Revelation, right? And they basically took the ending of the Masters of the Universe series. The original series. The yes. original series. And then took that and made, it's really 10 episodes, but we only got the first five here. They made a five episode arc that's basically one long episode right broken up into five parts ten parts technically but five parts mm -hmm. of what we got right and the storytelling was amazing and it like picks up literally the next day yeah after that show ends yeah I mean, it's literally Tila accepting her role as man at arms right, right right and man at arms Duncan being proud of her and essentially saying like hey no one better to take my mantle than you right mm -hmm. and just guys we're gonna get into a lot of spoilers here right? are you gonna spoil it at See, that's the thing. I was like, do we spoil this? But it's only... It's been two weeks. Yeah. But I don't know how many people jumped on it right away. They, they need to jump on it at this point. Yeah. Because th there's just two things that I want to bring up specifically. Right? Okay. Okay. And I guess it's spoilers, but I'm not going to give away too much at the same time. Right. Number one, Skeletor okay yeah okay Skeletor was always the kind of bumbling but not bumbling villain yeah right he was kind of like Cobra Commander uh, yeah you know yeah. he was just kind of like he was always destined to lose yeah right number one Skeletor is frightening in this yeah he is completely scary and it's all thanks to freaking Luke Skywalker yeah. right? what did you think about that Mark Hamill who played the Joker who played Luke Skywalker as Skeletor Mark Hamill's execution was perfect right him as Skeletor like yes I kind of wanted the original voice actor and kind of something around that, right? Uh, and Oppenheimer did come back. He played Mossman. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. So uh, Oppenheimer did come back and play Mossman, but because he said he felt honored. He felt that Mark was doing a way better job than he would have, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. he got, I mean, Mark Hamill got the blessing from, 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 from Oppenheimer. That's cool. Right. But I'll be honest with you. I loved it at first. Mm -hmm. As I kept hearing Mark Hamill, I kept hearing more and more of the Joker yeah. from Batman the Animated Series. And that kind of threw me off because I kept thinking about it. Yeah. And 
then every time I heard Skeletor, I'm like, oh, that was a little bit Joker. That was a little bit Joker. But overall, I like Mark Hamill in that role. Yeah. But again, like the execution of the lines, like the way that he he, he delivers the lines, mm-hmm. it makes Skeletor, like he seems like more of a threat. Yeah, right? totally. And again, spoilers, Skeletor wins. By the way, like you're saying Skeletor won and how he won at the very end with using the sword. Oh, oh see, here's the thing. Skeletor won in the first episode. I didn't get into that because he know, wins again. But you know what's <laughs> interesting though is that like at the very end, he was saying like all these years and you've never really used that sword. Yeah. Which is true because like, you know, he's He-Man. He has the sword. Or he says you never really used it correctly. Right. Right. All the years, like he has never really used it correctly. Yeah. He has a, a freaking sword. Yeah. And that's the thing is that a lot of the kind of just the self-awareness. Yeah. And it's the tone that shifts into like we have a more serious tone. Right. In this show versus the original. Yeah. So again, spoilers again, guys. And this is the second thing that I kind of I wanted to bring up. Adam dies twice. So crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I'm like, okay, I get it. I see where they're going. Yeah, but it's like you guys killed Prince Adam in the first episode. Yeah. Right. But I mean, you get like you get callbacks, right? So you uh-huh. see like flashbacks of Adam as He-Man and different things that they kind of reference, right? But it's like, yeah, Adam dies. And then they bring him back, and all of a sudden, you know, he's going to go and summon the power to be the champion again. He's back for literally a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and Skeletor finds his way back. And again, I'm not gonna explain how he came back, but he kills Adam again. So good. I did not see that coming. Nobody saw it coming. Nobody nobody saw Adam dying twice in the same series. Mm -hmm. Right? Because, like, you know, everybody's complaining, especially all the fanboys complaining that it's a He-Man show, but He-Man's not there. No, it's Masters of the Universe. Okay? It's not a He-Man show. It's a show about all of those characters. Mm -hmm. Right? Speaking of that, Orko. I mentioned I did not care about Orko. Orko annoyed the living crap out of me through the entire entirety of the original run. Right? Mm -hmm. Mostly because of his overly computerized voice and just he just wasn't that good of a character you didn't like the big o on his shirt no absolutely not i hated <laughs> i hated orko you're like that was a target orko was like a cool looking character but he just he, he was useless mm-hmm. and he was made for the show he wasn't originally one of the toys right so that's kind of like you know i i did not like orko for the longest time this show made me care about orko it gave him a good story arc it did and re- redemption for all the bumbling yeah i mean it, it, everything made sense you know yeah. they kind of talked about him as a trollian and kind of like everything that 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 he's gone through and they really get serious about depression mm-hmm. like he they, they really talk about his depression and you know everything that's happened since the events of the first episode right 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 and kind of just his following just wanting to follow along right like mm-hmm. guys just please take me on another adventure right right and then you get into the entire like background of who he was and why he did the things he did and and just everything and it just made him so much more of a compelling character and and like what you're saying, like the flaws make the character. Right. So like what's been holding him back this entire time has been his own issues right. in his head and like why he, it's it's like a baseball player that gets the yips. Yeah. Like you can't throw back to first base because whatever is in your head and you feel like you can't do it kind yeah. of thing. So it's the same thing with, with Oracle. He just had to get past his like own issues. You, you know what was really endearing to me was how they got his name. Oh wait, tell me again because I, I forgot it. Right. Yeah, so he's talking to 
Evil Lynn, which again, that was another cool thing, was the relationship between him and Evil Lynn. Yeah. And Evil Lynn almost, the lo- like, literally la- almost becoming a good guy. The last magic wielders. Right. They were in the last magic wielders in all of Eternia. So they're, they're talking and they get transported to, uh, to Trollia. Yeah. And they're having a conversation. And this is like a, it wasn't a flashback. It was, uh, it was kind of like an illusion mm-hmm. when they were in technically in quote unquote hell. Right. right? And Subternia. Subternia. Right. And they're having a conversation. They realize they're in Trollia and Orko is just kind of reminiscing because again, it's his depression. He's like, I'm, I'm the last Trollian, you know, and he's just getting really in himself. And he goes, mm-hmm. do you know why they named me Orko? And she looks at him and he goes, my name really wasn't Orko. I couldn't pronounce my name as a child. And the only way that I could get my name out was Orko. And she looks at him and she goes, your name is Oracle, isn't it? Right? And he looks at her and he goes, yes, because my parents. That's right. Right. He, and he goes, because my parents thought that I was going to be great. And when I ended up being who I was, they were disappointed and allowed me to keep the name that I couldn't pronounce. Oh, so sad. And it was like, it was so sad the way that he just yeah. kind of, you know, he, he like, he felt like he was just a legacy of failure, mm-hmm. you know? And then, you know, again, just spoilers, just throw this out there, guys. You know, he has the greatest redemption in like a matter of five minutes. Yeah, exactly. You know, because it takes him believing that he's going to lose everything to finally conjure actual magic. Right. And not right. just have like these little crappy tricks that he can't do. And on top of that, like the whole like issues that he has with the yips and, and being in his brain and he can't do magic correctly. Right. It all stemmed from like his parents. Yeah. <laughs> and in the end, it's like he is that powerful. Yeah. Oh my God. He was so powerful. In right. The end. You know, like they did such a good job. Like, and again, I cared about Orko, right? We'll talk about Merman. Wait, wait, before we get off yeah. Orko, he got super powerful while he was in Subternia yeah. beating what's his name? Like Blow Skull or whatever his name was. Yeah. But what about this? Just ready for maybe season two, whatever it is with Masters of the Universe? Dark Orko. Oh man, Dark Orko would be dope. Because it's from the comics. Yeah. You know, an evil version of, of Orko. We might even get that in the second half. Maybe. Because the a- thing is, that I, I remember there being a concept picture where uh-huh. like everybody was complaining about Orko looking super badass. Uh-huh. Orko looked like Orko in the show, right? But like, you know, that concept drawing may still be a thing. Like we may be getting Dark Orko coming back from Subternia. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm throwing it out there. Yeah, because Kevin Smith did say that episode seven is going to have one of the most just brutally violent fights between He-Man and Skeletor. Oh, interesting. Right, And that's the thing is that everybody, again, all these complaints that everybody has talking about how it's not He-Man and He-Man's not here. Kevin Smith already said that episode seven specifically is going to have like a 30 minute fight between yeah. He-Man and Skeletor. They're telling so you a know bigger they're not story. dead. They're telling a bigger story than what, what we've seen. So right. It'll be interesting. Right. So let's, you're, you're so deep into this. Yeah. Let's jump back because there's been a ton of Easter eggs and from yeah. the jump. Yeah. There's been. It's like a, the first episode we get Stinkor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Played by Jason Muse. Played by Jason Muse. And, and, and Stinkor was a toy, right? That never made it on the show. Never made it into the show. So right. he debuted Stinkor. And yeah. Gave him a voice. Yeah. You know, that, and that, I thought that that was great because yeah. it's like, you know, Stinkor was one of those characters that everybody was just like, this is dumb. He's just like a, a human skunk. Yeah. Right. And he was, he was one of those toys like for collectors now, everybody tries to get their hands on Stinkor because he was a character that was not in the show. Mm-hmm. Now he actually is in the show. It's so interesting. There's so many weird characters 
characters mm-hmm. that made it into this and you're like why were you even in but like clamp clamp or fisto yeah they, everybody had like a gimmick it was always a weird gimmick right like you're gonna have a claw in your hand or you're gonna have a metal glove yeah and like so many triclops i was gonna say the role that they gave triclops man like because i mean triclops was such a minor character mm-hmm. in the cartoon you know what he reminded me of mm-hmm. like he's always that underlying guy that wants to be in charge right he kind of reminded me of starscream yeah, yeah. Where the thing is, like is i gave him i gave him a little more respect than starscream because <laughs> i mean like starscream was always like a coward yeah right like yeah. it was and and again not to jump into uh war of cybertron but they do kind of lean in on him being a coward but they also like he's a war hero at the same time so he's not just kind of a not he's not really a punk even though he acts like one right but going back to triclops like triclops was one of those characters where in, in the show that that guy had like you could tell he was a, like a battle hardened warrior that just he had his time and his moment and he seized it yeah you know even though he, he got a little culty oh no they, he got very culty right but i mean like <laughs> you know but i mean like it, it was just the respect that they gave these characters that's a really good point like the respect that they gave these yeah. characters and almost purpose yeah i they mean gave all these look at beast man like you know beast man got just the the small amount of lines that he had but the amount of effect that it had and his dedication yeah because his, his whole thing was just protecting evil lynn at all costs i kind of want to see more of beast man yeah because that was impressive i'm like oh he's got he's got like a kind of like the way they brought back boba fett and they give him like a code of honor right they that's what they did with with beast man yeah and i talked about merman who had like very little presence in the original series mm-hmm. and merman in in this series is n- not only played by batman right but is also just kevin conroy kevin conroy but he was a beast man like he was just whooping on everybody like it was the last resort that you know basically he got captured and was like okay well uh my choices are die or take you to subternia and he chose to take them to subternia but i mean i thought that was a really odd choice to use for kevin conroy Mm -hmm. because in the long run it was kind of a minor character but i i don't think kevin conroy had a problem with that yeah but it's but you have kevin conroy it's true like you would think he'd be like man at arms or something but i love the casting of man at arms oh man duncan was easily maybe my second or third favorite character and again the small amount that he had it's every scene that he was in he stole the screen like not only were his lines on point but like the action when it came to duncan Mm -hmm. dude he just you know like like, he was perfect he's the reason merman lost let's just throw it at that yeah right because if it wasn't for him if he didn't show up when he did like he basically just killed everybody and just said what are you gonna do about it yeah exactly duncan was a badass man and he only had like three or four scenes in the entire series and he was liam cunningham liam Liam cunningham yeah he's um game of thrones he was sir jorah mormont so perfect for that role yeah uh and and like you know his voice fit same thing with evil lynn you know that's uh, lena headley yeah right you know what's funny like i would want a series on man at arms yeah i would want a series on like beast man but i think that that's what they're trying to do with this is that they're trying to focus on all of the other characters rather than focusing on he-man maybe yeah 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 i see what you're saying you know i mean like what i loved about and again this is one of the things that all the fanboys hated but one of the things i loved was that they leaned into tila becoming man at arms Mm -hmm. and you know not being able to accept it because she felt that everyone had lied to her yeah i see what you're saying Mm -hmm. and you know what's funny as as they were going through this tila story because really this is a tila story at least the first half is yeah yeah well so far yeah yeah i really enjoyed it i did because it was such like peeling back the layers giving more to characters yeah because the storytelling is there Mm -hmm. you know they get into her relationship with her father i guess her adoptive father but i mean and and that's what i was going to get to is that like i forgot about that storyline with most people did who are her parents what 
what's going on with her. I'm like, oh, yeah. And apparently Kevin Smith gave away a spoiler on his show. Oh, really? And he said they're going to get into that relationship. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm, I'm excited to see more about this relationship between Tila and Man at Arms. I always thought Man at Arms was her dad, but it's not her dad? No, he's her adopted father. Okay. I wasn't sure about, I mean, they kind of hinted. Yeah, with her, her and Roboto. Who the mom is, but yeah. I don't know who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know who her actual dad was. Mm-hmm. But her her and Roboto were his his quote unquote children. He built mm-hmm. Roboto. Right, 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 right. You know, but I mean, like, I'm wondering, like, who did Duncan, like, what, what if Duncan actually ends up being her actual father? That's what I'm thinking. You know, and it's like Game of Thrones style where he had to, like, say that he was her adoptive father because the mother was, like, something controversial. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to suggest maybe it was the sorceress, but I'm pretty sure it's not the sorceress. You don't think so? I don't think it's the sorceress. Why would you not think it was the sorceress? I mean, it could be. That's the, remember the sorceress was like, I wanted to see you one last time. She's like, why? Oh, dude, you're right. Maybe it is the sorceress. Like maybe Duncan and the sorceress got it on and Tila is their love child. Yeah, exactly. And because technically the sorceress can't have a child because she's supposed to be celibate in Castle Grayskull, that they had to keep her a secret. And Duncan was like, well, I can't do this. And I want to have a relationship with my daughter. I'll say that I adopted her. Exactly. And nobody will ever know that that you were her mother. Oh, that's interesting. I, 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 okay, I kind of like the concept. And mm-hmm. I see I see Kevin Smith Unless, doing Unless, ready for this? Mm-hmm. Unless, this is me watching too many real, reality shows, but what if it's like the sorceress and Skeletor's daughter? Boom. Yeah, she would technically be, technically be royalty. And then she's like, we got to get her away. Because another storyline, I don't know if they're going to address this, but another storyline is that Skeletor is Adam's uncle. Oh. Yeah. That's right. Okay, that's coming back to me now. Yeah. Was that addressed in the comics? That was addressed in the comics. And they okay. did say that they incorporated everything between the show and the comics in this. Mm, interesting. I mean, specifically, they brought in Lieutenant An- uh, Andra. Yeah, Which, yeah, again, yeah. a lot of fanboys hated because, oh, they race-bended her and blah, blah, Like, she was a good character. She, she was, was a really good character. She was a perfect character for the show because she was the vehicle for, like, all the newcomers. Right. Or for, like, everybody who's just re- getting reintroduced mm-hmm. to this to be like, wait, what's happening? And you're going along with the ride with her. Yeah. And she's also the new technical expert because they don't have Duncan in there. You know, yeah. Duncan is usually the dude who like is like the technical expert in all this right mm-hmm. between him and Roboto right and Lieutenant Andra she ended up being that vehicle and she ended up being that character that oh when we need a weapon or we need something here she's the one that picks it up yeah exactly you know exactly. I thought her character was really well written I thought the voice acting was done really well I think that Captain Andra was a good addition yeah totally without taking anything away and it didn't matter like male or female yeah. color it didn't matter at all mm-hmm. what do you think of <laughs> the vehicles I like that they brought in some of the stuff from the toys that yeah. never made it into the show. I love that. Again, they, they did a really good job of taking things that were exclusively toys that were never in the show that, you know, deserve to be in the show. I think I was talking to Andrew from Toy Fusion. Perfect segue. Mm-hmm. Is that, uh, he's like, yeah, I was watching, but it felt like it was a big toy advertisement. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's what He-Man was. Rumor has it that Skeletor is going to be riding the Purple Panther. Because remember, that was a skin toy mm-hmm. that they they just made it a toy because they were like well if He-Man rides a tiger Skeletor should ride a, a, a giant panther right and all they did was take that's the same thing with the horses like oh He-Man had like Stridor or something like mm-hmm. that and then like what are we going to give uh, Skeletor he needs a horse and they showed it at the very beginning you know like some kind of evil horse yeah yeah it was like the yeah the the, the like four horsemen of the apocalypse yeah, style yeah. horse but no they were just like okay well He-Man has battle cat so we need to give something to Skeletor and this is mm-hmm. the toys mind you so rumor has it in the second half he's going to be riding a giant purple panther i'm down with that i had that 
toy. Did you really? I had the Purple Panther, uh, like the Battle Cat. That sounds like clone. very Rick James to be riding a Purple Panther. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because uh, I had him for the Skeletor action figure that I had. Yeah. I love seeing all the vehicles and stuff because they made no sense uh, at all. But it's like, oh, that's kind of funny that they're actually using them. Yeah. Because I mean, they they figured, okay, well, they made toys of them. We should put them in the show so that yeah. it all makes sense. Yeah. I love it because that was like my bit of childhood. Even like the little bad guy at first that were disguised. Mm-hmm. What was he like? Kind of lobster claw or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I loved it. I'm like, I remember seeing that guy on the shelf. Yeah. I never bought it because it's weird. Yeah. Because it was the weird guy, you know, and it's like, <laughs> speaking of weird toys, did you catch that episode of the toys that made us the, the He-Man one? I'm going to have to go back and watch it now. I was going to say, did you see the joke where they talked about Merman's original name? No. So originally his name was C-Man. No way. And... <laughs> And I, th- I think it was Hasbro realized, like, yeah, we can't release that. And he didn't realize that, like, you know, he was thinking, like, Ocean Man, right? Sea Man. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, let's change that to Merman, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Are there any any characters that, you know, toys or original series that we haven't seen yet that you're like, I want to see this? Like the Purple Panther. I was going to say, like, the Purple Panther. There's nothing that comes to mind immediately because they did a lot of it in the in the beginning. Yeah, here. they did. And we got Moss Man twice. Yeah. Right? Again, killed Moss Man in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, and then and then they bring him back and in in the coolest way ever. Uh-huh. You know, it's like Adam communing with his conscience in Eternia. Yeah. I'm um, not Eternia. What was uh Preternia. Preternia, right? Yeah. Which again, going into Preternia, I'm not sure if they made toys for these guys, but Hero. Hero, right? What about Grayskull? Oh my god, King Grayskull, so cool. They had to have made toys for all these, right? I don't think they made King Grayskull actually. I love We'll have to look it up. I loved how they brought all that kind of like they brought a lot of lore into yeah, it yeah he i was just gonna say he man like lineage into this i'm like that's really cool how they made that happen yeah because he talks about how he's the namesake of castle grayskull right right and he's king grayskull and i was like he was so cool dude yeah i loved it i loved it you know who i want to see in the second half or future mm. there's two i think his name was stratos he was like a winged guy. yes yes i know who you're talking about i want to see him but you know my favorite and i remember having the little toy that like sprung up mm. ram man yeah Yes. I want to see Ram Man in the show. I'm sure he's going to be in here somewhere. Oh, he's got to be. Yeah. Got to just pop up somewhere. Yeah. He was the dude that had like Literally. The, 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 he had the, he had the two horns and. He had like a juggernaut type helmet. Right. This guy right here and that Stratos flying. And his toy had like an extendo neck, didn't it? No, he, he like would scrunch down. So he was like a dwarf or something. Mm-hmm. He would like scrunch down and then like he would pop up and that was like his move. <laughs> I just thought it was so super funny. Yeah. He's like if Danny DeVito ended up in, in He-Man. <laughs> That'd be funny, man. Yep. So going back, <laughs> right? What did you think of the the story through all this? Again, I thought the story was great. The way that they did it, and kind of just you know, again, not breaking from who these characters are and and what made them who they were in the series to begin with. Yeah. You yeah. know, so the fact that the sorcerers couldn't leave Castle Grayskull. Mm-hmm. You know, Tila being the strong character that she is. Again, for all the fanboys out there, Tila never actually wields the sword. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. She does not wield the sword of power at any point she holds the sword of power in order to get it to prince adam yeah that's right huh mm-hmm. that's interesting yeah i did like the story i did like the expansion on what we know like all the pre-turnia stuff mm-hmm. i want to know more about that yeah and and i guess that's all from the comics or something like yeah, that yeah it's i i'm hoping at some point adam like in in the end they allow if adam dies again they allow him back to pre-turnia because remember they said he if he leaves he will never be allowed to come back to pre-turnia i think they're gonna, they're gonna find a way to 
like get those other heroes, get those other people from the He-Man lineage mm-hmm. out somehow. Like so the they, other champions? Yeah, so they all fight together somehow. That'd be dope to see like all the champions of Grayskull just find their way yeah. back to Eternia. Yeah, like maybe the sorceress is going to pull them out somehow right. to protect Grayskull or something like that. I loved it. Yeah. I, I had such fun. Like, But honestly, I didn't go in expecting a ton. I just went in like, let's have fun. Yeah. And I was thoroughly satisfied with this. Absolutely. I agree. I thought that the, the execution was great. I thought the mm-hmm. voice acting was amazing. The storyline is good. The little jokes, you know, here and there throughout yeah. the throughout the show. Yeah, and I can't wait to number one get an announcement for when the second half is coming. But get the second half. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to continue the story and I want to see how this plays out because hopefully Skeletor doesn't win in the end. He just wins in the first half. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we wouldn't really have a show if he wins the whole thing. Yeah, and I know that they said that again. Spoilers because Kev wasn't supposed to drop this right but they're planning on another show oh really they're planning another uh, another season of this lineage of he-man even though there is another show in the works right now so he talks about nickelodeon is doing another he-man show right now oh okay and it's like 3d animated and it's like Got another it. a completely it. new show mm-hmm. but hasbro has expressed that they enjoyed this so much that they want to do another series or another season got it got it i wonder if they're gonna instead of bringing you know she-ra into mm-hmm. this because you know honestly they have a Shira show on yeah. Netflix. Shira was the next champion, right? I believe so. Right, and it's done real well. I, but they ended this this series now. Right, that and I, I mean, about it. I, I haven't seen the Shira show on Netflix, but I've heard just everybody that's talked about it has always said that it's good. Yeah, it's for kids. It's like preteens. Mm-hmm. I think it actually had like six seasons, something yeah. crazy like that. But you know what I'm thinking is instead of bringing Shira into this, they're gonna let Tila shine more and let her become the new champion. Fanboys would lose their minds, but they honestly, already don't like Tila. Being in, deal with uh, it. they already don't like Tila being a prominent character. Yeah, I I would rather actually see Tila become the next Man at Arms mm-hmm. and evolve on that. Like have Duncan retire, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of be like a an advisor kind of thing. And maybe like as she gets older, right? Like as the series mm-hmm. progresses and she get like they they start going on and say Adam, you know, passes and she gets a little older. Maybe she's an advisor to Shira mm-hmm. and she becomes like the new Man at Arms, like how. Man at Arms was in the in the original series. Have her be that for Shira. I think you kind of answered that question yourself, which would also say no to that answer because Andra, right? It's true. Andra will be the new Man at Arms type character, right? As far as like technology goes, but as far as like the protector of Eternia, it's probably still going to be Shira or not Tila, Tila somehow. And Tila becomes Shira. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. We'll see. I can see that. I I wish. My only thing with that is again that takes away from the legacy that Shira already has. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have given us more. I didn't know it was only going to be five episodes. Oh, sorry. I just thought of this. Unless she becomes a champion in between He-Man and She-Ra. Oh, yeah. Sure. Why not? And she's not She-Ra. She's like a different champion. She's but... Tila. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish they would have given us. I have the power. Put in a female voice. Yeah. I wish they would have given us more because five episodes, which was great to get through in one mm-hmm. night, was just like, okay, I want more. Kev said that that wasn't the plan. You left me on a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, Kevin said that that wasn't the plan. The plan originally was to drop everything all at once. Mm-hmm. And then Netflix decided first five episodes and then we're going to spread it out. And the second five episodes are going to come out like later on because they want that their plan is to spread it out a little bit. So that way they have enough time to like work on another season right now. So then you have it spread out. Second half comes out and then you get a little more time and season two comes out. And, and honestly, it's a good gauge of mm-hmm. how the show is going to do like, oh, here's five episodes. If it tanked, 
Like, okay, we're going to l- release the other five and be done. Yeah. But if it works out well, we're going to slow drip you the, the next five. We're going to yeah. tease you with it while we go do an actual season two, yeah. three, whatever. Which I doubt that they're not going to do a season two because the thing is, is that their analytics, mm-hmm. everybody's watching it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess same thing. Kev talks about how, you know, he's he, he was crying and complaining about how their ratings bombing everything. And, the, you know, the, the ratings are saying it's terrible. And they looked at him and they said, Kevin, you think we care about the ratings? Yeah. We care about how many people watch it. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. And the whole thing is like, you know, he was like, oh, that makes sense. Right. Because even though these people are bombing the hell out of it, they're all watching it. Yeah. And they're probably watching it multiple times so that mm-hmm. they can rewatch the episode and bomb it all over again. Right. Right. You know, I dig it. I hope they do more stuff like this. Yeah. Like, I, see what I want. I, I need Voltron done like, well, Voltron was already done like this, but I mean, like, like Voltron, uh, I need Thundercats. Yeah. I think that's the next big I need uh, Silverhawks. Well, that's the thing. That's what I was going to get to is that Nasil company, mm-hmm. right? They already said, they already announced that they're going to bring back Silverhawks and kind of redo the show. Yeah. So because I want them to do it like this though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like take the legacy of the original show and expand on it. I don't think any of those other shows have quite the history that Masters of the Universe does. Well, Thundercats does. The only thing about Thundercats is they did this. Yeah. They did something like this on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it only went one season. Right. And it was so good. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if you go and watch that version of Thundercats, because they made Lion O like the reluctant champion, right? Like yeah. he did not want to lead his people, but he did so because he had to. Right. And right. that made him that much more of a compelling character. You know, like I need more of that. I need Netflix to grab that version of the series and expand on that. You know, right. they already did it with Voltron. Voltron, they went and redid the entire series and it was great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I need more of that. I can't think of another series like G.I. Joe, Transformers, He-Man, Voltron, like those are all, Thundercats, those are all of those series from like my childhood Mm -hmm. like that have been redone in in different ways but done pretty well. I can't think of another one that they could bring back. SWAT Cats. What? I didn't even know. Like the only other like franchise that that I can think of that has a lot of like clout through the history that hasn't been done is Robotech. See, okay, so there's been rumors for a while that they're working on a new Robotech, Mm -hmm. and that would be great. Like I would love to see Robotech. I'd love to see Ronin Warriors redone. Mm -hmm. Ronin Warriors was really good too. Yeah, I'd I'd love to see that. But I think Masters of the Universe is kind of the last last one of like my childhood shows. Because then after that, it gets into like you know Batman animated series. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And they already said they're redoing Gundam. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Dude, like a, a Gundam redone from like the, the original series, mm-hmm. you know, like just updating it for, for a new generation. That'd yeah. be dope. Yeah, I'm down. Give me Gundam, more. Gundam is still running. Like they still, they're, they're on like season 500 at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Does it even matter? Do they yeah, give I know, it numbers? Right? Is, I, I want more Masters of the Universe just to bring it back. Yeah. Like I want to know more about the other champions. I want to know more about Mana Arms. Yeah. Beast Man. I hope they keep this series going long enough where we can touch on some of these characters. Yeah, I mean, again, they've done a really good job at making you care more about characters we already cared about. Right. I kind of do want to see more Tila. Oh, as yeah. much as people rag on it, I think that Tila's character was was executed so well. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see that. I want to see her relationship with Man-at-Arms. I want to see that relationship between Tila and Duncan and everything that is involved in that. You know what I mean? Like, I do want to see more Duncan because he was such an awesome character. You know what I want to see is Duncan 
and actually building Roboto. Oh, like go back in time? Yeah. Or rebuilding Roboto. Yeah, could be that too. Yeah, I, I'd be down that. I'd be down. Yeah. I think that's one character, Man at Arms, that is not going to go away. Oh, absolutely not. Like he was so perfect. He was such show. a good character in the original series. Yeah, perfect. Okay. So ratings. I give it, can I go first? Go first. I give it eight swords of power out of 10 gray skulls. Very nice. Very nice. I give this 10 stink ores <laughs> out of 10 purple battle cats. Wow. That doesn't even exist right now, but yeah. okay. I'm definitely going to give this, and you know, I rarely do this, right? Uh-huh. I, I'm definitely giving it a 10. That's uh, crazy. Just the, again, the execution of the story was perfect. The character development was perfect. You the, love the voice acting. The voice acting was great. The way that they did just everything with the characters in general was, was just perfection. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, there, there was nothing, the animation was great. Mm-hmm. Nothing in the show was lacking for me. Yeah. You know by, what I mean? By the way, real quick, with the whole like part one is five episodes and whatever the other part is, I think that's Netflix's way of combating the whole binge watching mm-hmm. the entire thing and it's just over and done with. Yeah. Like how Disney Plus is slow dripping everything back to the weekly. Right. Because everybody's complaining about that right now. What? About slow drip. But I mean, honestly, that's what gets people talking. That's right. And that's what I, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with slow drip because right. the conversation happens every week. Yeah. Right. I mean, literally the breakdown, this segment that we're on right now is literally built. So that way we can do every week, we can talk about an episode of a show that we're watching. Exactly. Right. This being the way that they did it here. I don't mind this either though. Yeah. I don't mind this. this you know, is- the, again, the, I have the problem with this that I have with everything on Netflix is it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. I got that's- five episodes and I binged it all at once and I want more. But we're talking about it and we're going right. to talk about it until the next piece comes out. Think about how like we did Stranger Things or like The Boys. Right. Right. You talk about it for two weeks. And then it's done. And then it's done. Right. Then Mandalorian, when they brought back, when they brought in The Mandalorian, it was every week we talked about The Mandalorian. Or think about how we talked about Phase 4. Right. You know, like Scarlet Witch or WandaVision. Right. Right. All of that we just talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks. And right. I think that's what's key for them because they're thinking about it like, yeah, it's good to get the ratings, but also to get everybody talking about it, to get all the social media, to get all the news. Right. That's what we want. Right. So I think this is going to be the shift in, in how Netflix releases their content. Right. I'm for it. I'm all for it. Hey. I have the power. Not too loud. Let's get it. Who wants merch? We I got want, merch. I want the merch. You got merch. It's, it's right here in a box. Right I want here. more of it. Give me some more. In the studio. Okay. But hey, if you want a shirt, we got distance nerding shirts. All you got to do, just DM us. That's all you got to do. DM me on any of the social medias. Get me your information and, and we'll get you a shirt. Yep. At distance nerding and we'll figure it out. PayPal or Cash App or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. 20 bucks a shirt or 25 if we got to ship it. We'll figure it out together. If you want to come out, we're going to be at Heroes Fest in Fresno, California, September 4th. We'll probably have the shirts there. So if you if you want some or if you want to rep ahead of time, let us know. Exactly. We're going to be out there supporting Project Wish upon a star they are an amazing amazing charity if you've never checked them out you need to yeah and they were founded inspired by stan lee himself so it's really special for us to back this special nonprofit organization so yeah. heroes fest september 4th in fresno barbecue car show vendors prizes cosplays guests more prizes did i mention prizes we're gonna have prizes 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 cool and we need one of those wheel spinny things yeah
Hey, speaking of free stuff, you want free stuff? Uh, I like to give away free stuff. Come watch the Lego live stream every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. All you got to do is go to Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook at Distance Nerding. It's usually my man Double A, my man Aaron Thick, and myself. And then we always have all kinds of colorful guests that hang around like Phoenix. Uh, last week, we had Greg Hicks on. And if you didn't check out this last episode, dude, we had Vader himself. Bum, 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 bum. All right, that's enough before we get sued by Disney. But we had C. Andrew Nelson on, who is the man credited with the most time in the Vader costume. It's so cool that he just hung out. And while you did the Darth Vader build. Yeah, so I'm building Darth Vader's head and talking to Darth Vader. And, like talking to the head, kind of like Kylo Ren. Yeah, exactly. Now that, I'm ta- just talking to the mask there. And, and it actually talked back. So It was very meta. Yeah, very. So Mondays, 6 to 8, join us. Special guest prizes, right? Exactly. Guys, make sure you smash that reminder button because if you don't, you won't know when we go live. Exactly. Uh, Can you remind me what I pay you people for? Honestly, throw me a bone here. Have something you want to discuss? Tell us what you're nerding out on and make sure to let us know in the Facebook group, The Distance Nerdington Post. Guys, always remember that you can buy us a taco. Join the taco party. All you have to do is go to distancenerding.com, smash that buy us a taco button, and you can buy us some tacos. And those tacos come right back out to you, right? That's how we have merch. That That's how we have gross. stickers. I mean, I'm going to send people tacos. Oh, okay. yeah. Deliciousness. It might be a little stale. But <laughs> anyways, guys, connect with us at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all all at distance nerding. Thanks and keep nerding together. All right. So two weeks, no tacos, right? That's rude. No, I'm saying you haven't had tacos for two weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we need to go get tacos now. Right now. What's yep. open this late? Um, Del Tacos, 24 hours. Oh, maybe we'll skip tacos. I was going to say, unless you want to like rumble. No, let's risk it. Let's do it. Let's live on the edge. Let's do it. Distance nerding. Christ, that was long. And people listen to you? Who wastes their time listening to these two jokers? I, I need to know. Who is this man that just walked in here with no shirt and a sword? I have the taco! Oh, no pants and tacos. This seems like my kind of party. That's nasty. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.